Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello and welcome to the Art of Decluttering podcast. I am Amy Ravel. And I'm Kesti Frugia. <laughs> Awkward silence in there. <laughs> and we are your hosts of the Art of Decluttering podcast. Thank you for tuning in and listening to us. We are excited about today's episode. I'm hoping that I walk away with a few tips, Kirst, when it comes to outsourcing to kids and enabling kids to get on board the family management train. <laughs> I'm hoping you have some tips I haven't thought of and I'm sure I'll have some I can share as well with our listeners. Yeah. So we thought that this episode is it, releasing this episode now is great timing because here in Australia we're on school holidays. Doesn't mean that of course doesn't mean that you are on holidays, dear listener, but you may be and you might have a little bit more space in your days and in your weeks um, and the kids might be getting bored so they might actually be open to the idea of learning how to do some more things around the house so we thought it, we might as well take this opportunity to talk about how we can outsource some things to our children so that we are raising productive and useful adults when they get there um, and also taking some of the mental load off our plates so that um, we can all be more present when we need to be. And um, to those of you who do not have children or you don't have children at home anymore, we apologise that this episode is very family, parent, child oriented, but we do feel like it's a really important area to go into and we hope that there's going to be some goodness in here for you. If not, you can just have a listen to us and just hang out with us and hear how we recruit child labour in our homes. <laughs> Or not recruit child labour in our <laughs> homes. <laughs> yes, how do you guys go with, so can you, let's remind everyone of the ages of our children and then talk to us about what they take responsibility for in the home, if anything. Yes, yeah, so as of this moment, my children are 11 and a half and nine and a half. How about you? Oh, let's go through your family first. I want to know what chores are the kids, do they do chores? How does it all work in your family? It's always evolving and always changing. We give our kids pocket money and they have to do chores, um, but they're, no, they're not set in stone and they're not even set down in writing. <laughs> and we just say to them, here's what you need to do on a daily basis. 
Um, so at the moment with Simon being home quite a bit, he'll set the kids tasks in the morning and just say, okay, these need to be done. Uh, the kids put all their clo- own clothes away. Um, so yeah, so here's the task that they do do. They water the garden. Uh, they put the recycling out in the recycling bin. They empty the compost bin. They have to put their own clothes away. So not a lot of chores, really. And yes, there are still some whinging and some <laughs> arcing up about, but I, oh, and they, they unload the dishwasher every now and again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and How have you decided who does what? So if Simon writes a list, is it a collective list? These are all the things that need doing and pick what you uh, want to do or how does it work? No, um, there's no real list given. Okay. He just tells them what they need to do. Mm-hmm. We're still a work in progress in this area and I think it's our home runs a little differently to how it would if I was a sole parent but I'm very thankful that I'm not. Um, But Simon loves things done in particular ways, in case you didn't know that. (laughs) And so has a little bit of an issue letting go of some of his responsibility. So much so that even Emily um, cracked it last night because Simon was getting grumpy about how tired he was and gave her her a list of the reasons why he was tired. And she just turned around to me and said, but he never asked us to do any of that. And you could help him with all of that. So if he just asked all of us to help, he wouldn't be so tired. That's very insightful, Amy. Yeah. And I probably not appreciated by Simon at the time, but uh, he, she didn't say it to him. Okay. She knows better yep. <laughs> when, he's in that, when he's tired and in that mood. Um, but inside. Yes. So it's, um, I know, I know, I'm sorry, all you listeners who hate me right now that I say this, but he he's a wonderful husband and he does, but he, and he also loves serving our children. Like he, he really does love, like he, he loves making them breakfast and lunch and dinner. It's so weird. I know, right? Yeah, like I, I, enjoys making someone else breakfast. Yeah, he loves it, and he find he he really sees it as an act of love towards Aww. the kids. So, whereas I don't <laughs> <laughs> at their ages, and I really do expect them to be able to make their own breakfast and their own lunch, particularly at the moment when they're on holidays and make wise choices when it comes to morning tea and afternoon tea. Like I should not need to come out and tell them what they should and shouldn't eat. They are old enough to know. So, um, yes, if it was entirely up to me, my children would be doing a whole lot more chores. And But (laughs) you've got high standards in your house. So that's where the problem is. The standard's too high. Come to the Ravel house where the standard's so low, a three-year-old would be fine. <laughs> yeah. And also because Simon does do so much, I don't, I'm, I'm not the one who's got that big mental load. Yes. All these things that I need to do. And hence Emily's comment to her, to me about her dad last night was like, well, basically saying he could have a whole lot less mental load if he 
offloaded it all to us, couldn't he, Mum? <laughs> and yes. Gosh, I'm so, loving on her right now. I know, she's pretty cute and she's pretty spot on with her observations, but we'll see. We'll see where this year land, land, lands us as far as <laughs> outsourcing to our children. <laughs> Um, are there, is their pocket money based on the chores? Like if they say, oh, no, I don't want to unstack the dishwasher, does that affect their pocket money or is that just, that's just part of being in the family and the chores are also part of being in the family? Oh, we're so haphazard. No, no, I'm not because I don't dish any of that out in any form. Like I don't tell them what to do or give them the pocket money. Okay. But the, but the person who is responsible for that is very haphazard in what he chooses yeah. to do. So there's no hard or fast rules here in the Farooja house <laughs> where chores and, and pocket money is concerned. Not surprisingly, I love a good hard, fast rule. <laughs> really? And I hadn't so noticed that in four years. <laughs> how it works in our family is slightly different. Yeah, go for it. Tell us because yours is probably how I would like to in my ideal world, if I was in total control, <laughs> yours is probably more likely <laughs> to be in line with me. More and regimented told, and army-like. And what I tell my, my clients all the time as well. Yes, yes. Well, my boys are um, 12 and a half and 14 and a half, and they are both um, very capable. So there's nothing physically, emotionally, intellectually stopping them from being able to do things. So I just put that out there because I know that many of my clients are like, yes, absolutely. I love that you say your four-year-old can do this. My 14-year-old will have a panic attack if I ask them to do that. So, I, you know, it's it's different for every age. But I'm going to tell you what we do and it's not prescriptive, but it is what we do. So um, we do as little as possible for our children <laughs> and we have set the bars really, really low. So um, just to give you an idea of the things that they do do, so um, let's talk pocket money first because that's part of it too, is they get the same amount of money every week and it gets direct deposited into their bank account. So there's no cash handling in our family. And the way that we do it is you get $1 for every year. So $14 a week goes to Jesse and $12 a week goes to Elijah. Now that's not to spend. So we do not, I, I'm just too lazy. So, so much of this is going to be based on my level of laziness and we are too lazy to have set up savings accounts for our children when they were little. And there's no, like, when you go to uni, here's an account that mummy and daddy set up and put $50 a month into. There is none of that. <laughs> there's the one account that gets their weekly pocket money put in. So that goes in automatically. And um, one of the values in our family is to be a generous family. So a percentage of the money that they get automatically gets taken out once a month and they choose where to give it to. So they give to a not-for-profit or someone in need or whatever that would be. So that kind of all just happens. Um, and the minimum savings that we expect of both of them is $5 a week. So they can, if they want, withdraw or use the balance of that. Um, but minimum $5 a week has to be saved. So in that, they both have responsibilities around the house and... Um, for us, the key was not giving them token responsibilities so that we felt like they were helping. Like, you know, one of your chores is to put your shoes away when you get home from school. That I was not interested in that. I was much more interested in I want to teach you how to do all the washing. So Jessie does all the washing in our house, all the clothes, 
all the sheets, all the towels. He does all the washing. And so he's responsible for keeping on top of that. Um, So he puts the load in, puts the load on. One of us tends to hang the washing out. That is one area curse where I'm pretty fanatical about it being hung right because I hate things being hung wrong and then they're all creased and they haven't dried properly. Someone's hung underneath from the crutch. I'm like, why? Yep. Why? It's the thickest part of the undies. I know. <laughs> Just saying. In my house who doesn't believe said rules either. Yeah. So Cal and I, we take responsibility for the hanging out. But in terms of washing, Jesse then brings it in. Elijah sorts the washing into four washing baskets. So each of us have a washing basket and then we all just put our own away. So one of the things I love is that pretty much the entire washing cycle, um, if it's in winter and we're drying things in the dryer, they're also responsible for that. It's just the hanging out. I don't, I don't let go of. <laughs> um, and I love... Why the, don't you teach them how to do it properly? I could. They're tall enough now. It was when they started doing it, they were too short. Yes, yes. But they're totally tall enough. Jesse's as tall as me. Um, so maybe, maybe come next birthday, that'll be the new chore that I add. Um, so what that's meant in terms of, um, handing over the washing is that I've also lowered the standard. So no more do I expect colors and whites to be separated. I don't care. Just chuck it all in together. And if our whites aren't pure white, I also don't care. So for us, we've kind of picked hills that we're going to die on and separating out the washing is not one of those. Yeah, perfect. And we don't fold anything in our house. So that has also enabled that the children could put their clothes away really from kind of two, three years old because they didn't have to fold. So I'm happy that if your pyjama's in the pyjama drawer, gold. I don't care that they're not folded because nobody cares that your pyjamas don't come out of the drawer folded. Nobody cares. So um, I think sometimes and this is exactly what you've articulated when it comes to the lack of handing over things in your house. Part of the reason we have been able to is we've been prepared to lower the standards. And admittedly, that's an area we could probably grow in because as they get older, they're completely capable. Our kids do um, all the putting away of the dishes. So Cal washes all the dishes and puts the dishwasher on. And in the morning, they're responsible. One of them does the dishwasher. One of them does the dish rack. And again, it's an area that we're compromising. I don't care that all the Tupperware is not matched and piled up how exactly how I would do it because somebody else is doing it. I'm just grateful for that. And then they do things like um, water in the garden. They empty all the bins in the house, put the bins out, bring the bins in. What else do they do, Kirst? They do so many things. I can't even think. If there's something that needs to be done, my children do it. <laughs> they do just so much around the house. Um, one of the things that I've been thinking about recently in preparation for this episode is the difference between outsourcing the job and outsourcing the mental load. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's a big work in progress for our family because I still feel like I often have to say, hey, Lige, can you sort that washing, please? So I'm still holding the mental load for it. They're just So I'm managing them. They're doing yeah. a job. What I would much prefer is they are division leaders and they manage a silo of that. And they're like, my job is to make sure there's never more than one load of dirty washing in the dirty washing basket. Instead of me saying, hey, mate, I'm running out of undies. Can you please do a load of washing? Yeah. Give me your thoughts on that. What are some tips on how I can get there? Uh, I question when it is that you need to get there. Mm -hmm. Like... 
I, I just, um, I mean, obviously this is your home and you get to run it however you want. I just, um, yeah, just go, uh, we want to send our children out into the world capable. Yeah. Um, but also we want them to be able to be kids as well. Yeah. So, and not have that. <laughs> so for me personally, I'm all like, oh, I think I'll probably hold the mental load until, let's be honest here, Simon will hold the mental load forever. <laughs> but um, I'm okay with the, I'm okay with the managing for me, oh. just because I want them to be, I want them, I want them to enjoy being kids and not having that. They've got, they've got 80 years of being responsible. <laughs> See, I quite like the idea of, particularly once they reach employment age, like Jesse oh, that's in the what next I mean. couple like, of I'm, months will oh. reach, reach the age where he could go and get a job in a retail shop. So I want him to learn the skill of holding something in your brain without it becoming overwhelming, but kind of, okay, I've got to think about the fact that it's been a week and the bathroom towels haven't been washed rather than me having to remind him. I would love for him to be able to think, oh, yeah, that's just what I do. Without it being burdensome, I totally agree with you. Like I don't expect my kids to be my slaves or my housekeepers. Absolutely yep. do not. No, but I, and I didn't hear ex- that. I yeah, didn't hear that. I, I also do expect that they're happy to grow and learn because it's not just about knowing how to put a load of washing on, is it? And it's not just about unstacking the dishwasher. It's also about, well, how do you run a household and what things are needed and how do you not be stressed by it? How do you not wake up in the morning and go, I have no socks? Because that's a stressful experience, which is completely avoidable. So how do you teach them to kind of think, okay, mate, well, think about the fact that you do only have five pairs of shorts. And if you only wash on a Sunday and a Friday, at some point you're going to run out. So is there a way in your mind you can think, actually, if I wash on a Sunday and a Wednesday and a Friday and a Saturday, I'm actually never going to have that stressful moment that makes me anxious and you can keep on top of it. I'm just kind of thinking I, I really like equipping them with that from, I don't know, I, I just like it. <laughs> I'm not even I, sure why. <laughs> I appreciate it and I like it. I just wonder... Um, And that's where I just go, oh, I don't know. I think maybe my kids are too young at the moment for me to, I don't want to expect that of them. And I don't want, I don't, as I said, they've got 80 years of responsibility ahead of them, hopefully, you know, hopefully by the time they're they're 18, I want them to be thinking like that. But also I don't, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what I think mm. really. I just I, I want the, I want to teach them to be thinking like that. Yeah. Without necessarily being like, all right, well, now I'm never going to remind you ever again. To yeah. Yeah, and I, and I it's not like I can get by without being reminded of the things that I'm I need to do. Like I need to yes. sometimes say, "Oh, did you know that we need the groceries order placed?" Like even though yes. that's my responsibility and I hold the mental load for that, sometimes I still need reminding. So I think yeah. it is a collaborative team effort. Um, I think I'm just overly passionate about, in fact, someone today where I had our church Christmas lunch and it was the most amazing lunch. Oh, my gosh, like the meat cursed. As a reformed <laughs> vegetarian, it was so good. Um, but someone said to me, so Jesse was outside 
helping the toddlers. And so there was monkey bars at this lady's house. And so he was holding a three-year-old and helping them on the monkey bars. And they just kept saying, oh, my gosh, she's just amazing. It's such a beautiful 14-year-old. And and one of them said, you can really see that you've taught him to take initiative. And I was like, yes, like I want them to learn those type of things more than I want them to learn the quantity of washing powder that you need to put in to get the load cleaned. That's the stuff that I so desperately want to teach them is how to serve, how to take initiative, how to lead when it's appropriate to lead, how to think about other people, how to serve other people. Like I just just love that stuff so much. Yeah. And that like, um, yeah, and that's, that's awesome. And I can, and I can see that that's your heart. Yeah. And it doesn't Um, have to be for everybody either. No. It totally doesn't. I grew up in a house where I didn't make my own lunch ever, ever in the whole of my house, in my schooling years, primary and high school. I never made dinner for my family once. I never ironed a thing. I know. And that's I never I, did the I, dishes. I've actually, been, <laughs> I've actually been thinking this whole conversation where you've been talking about your family. I'm more like, I wonder if you, your passion is actually comes from your lack well no we had lots of oh no meaning like when you moved out of home oh right yeah you were like what the and I wonder if that's like yes you you had to do some things yeah we had lots and lots of my mum did so well five kids pretty much all the housework was done yeah but I really appreciate and I didn't begrudge it actually growing up I learned to love the chores that I did um you know, hanging out the washing, still love hanging out the washing, cleaning the bathrooms, still find joy in cleaning the bathrooms. So I think that there, I really, really liked that. Um, And we did have to carry the mental load for it. Mum did not remind us every day. So I think that there's that part that I'm like, I want my kids to learn that because it, it helps me. Yeah. So I think you're right. I think it does have to do with our, our upbringing in our home that we grew up in and Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. What was your home like, Kirst, with when it comes to outsourcing to kids? Your mum and dad had five kids like ours. How did they do it? Um, we all had to do the dishes, but it was it was a lot like my home. It was very random. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, okay, you two, you're on washing and the rest are on drying. Yeah. Or And suddenly my brothers would disappear to the toilet for half an hour and funnily come out after the dishes were all done. I love that move. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we, we didn't have to do a lot of chores. It was, 
it was more, it was a lot more like my current home where it Mm -hmm. was more haphazard, like dad would crack it one day and we'd all not be able to do anything that we'd planned to do that day because it was suddenly the day that we had to all clean up the house. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So it was very haphazard. I mean, we're not like that in our home. Like we clean up, like the kids have to clean up their bedrooms every day. The kids like, yeah, so you're much more of a maintenance family than a splurge and boom and bust family. Yeah. Yes. Whereas my family home growing up was definitely that. And my mum, my mum would have loved if we'd all helped in a bit more, but (laughs) we didn't. Um, And yeah, I don't like, yeah, so that's probably. One of the things, Kirst, that I'm thinking as you're talking is one of the downsides for us where the kids have set chores and they do that chore kind of indefinitely is that sometimes if something else pops up, we hear it, but that's not my job. Yes. And that kind exactly. of just peeves me. Um the other night Cal had gone to bed super tired and he usually washes the dishes before bed. And so I was like, oh, I'll wash the dishes. So I did a load. And then I said to Elijah, hey, could you do another load? Because there's a heap of plastics that your kids have used. And he's like, but that's not my job. I was like, I know, we're just doing it to serve dad, but it's not my job. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've like created a monster rod for my own back. Um, but I think that's just the nature of kids too, I think. Sometimes kids are just lazy the same way we are. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, no, we get that all, we get that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's not my job. That's then. Oliver's job. Yeah. No, can you just do it, please? Yeah. Oh, that's not my job. It's Amelie's job. Yeah. And so, I mean, I do like that. I, I do like teaching our children to serve and to be, helpful um I think one of the things around that I'm learning at the moment with the Enneagram is if you have a type two in the house it's very easy to um you know like if Jesse was a type two and Elijah was not and you said to Elijah can you just stop there and explain what a type two is for people that don't know the Enneagram yeah so the type two is the helpful person (laughs) um they're easy to take advantage of they're easy to take advantage of, yes, and and they love serving and they love being helpful, and that's like that's their drive is to be seen as being helpful. Yeah. So you know, if anybody had a, it would be easy if Jesse was a type two for you to turn around and go, oh, okay, Elijah, I can't be bothered with this fight. I'll just ask Jesse uh, to come gotcha. and do it, and then Jesse gets his back up. Yeah. About always that's being. Not fair. Yeah, because that's not fair. Or he just does it because that's in his nature to, mm-hmm. he doesn't find it frustrating um, because, but as um, as a mature adult, recognising that those kids, we shouldn't be leaning on those kids because they're easy and compliant <laughs> and they'll yes. do what we ask them to do with no getting their back up like the other children. I'm pretty sure we don't have a number two in our house then at all. (laughs) No, No, but I'm just putting it out there because some families will have a number two. Yes, and they know exactly what you're talking about. Yes, and so just to be um, discerning in our parenting, to not be always relying on that child. Um, And I, I I don't think Oliver is necessarily the help like is that's not his number on the Enneagram but he's a lot more 
um, easygoing. Mm. So if Amelie arcs up about something, it is easier for him to, he'll often just pitch in and go, don't worry, mum, I'll just do it. Um, Sweet boy. Yeah, I mean, he's tweening at the moment, so I'm sure that will change as as we head into the teen years. But, yeah, so, okay, now we've spoken about our families. What are some of our tips? Because we've worked with loads of families who we've Uh seen that the mum or the dad, i.e. Faruja family, hold a lot of the mental load and we see them having teenage kids and even primary school kids um, who aren't doing a single thing in their home to help their parents. So what would be um, some of the things that we could, we would definitely recommend, you know, you don't have to do things like the Fruja house and you don't have to do things like the Ravel house, but we do, this whole episode was based on um, the families that we see often Mm -hmm. the kids aren't doing a single thing to help in their homes. My biggest advice, if I could just give like one takeaway, it would be start. So actually I'm rephrasing There's two takeaways. The first one is the best time to start is when they're really little. And the second best time to start is today. So if you haven't started today's great start today. And if your kids are little also start today, it's never too late. So that's the caveat to when is an appropriate time now or yesterday. What I think the best way to start with is start kids on something where they get a clear benefit. So making their lunch. If they choose to not do it, they're not going to have lunch. (laughs) And so I think there's ways that you can do it so that you pick something where they clearly have something to win. And so you might say to them also, hey, if you make, we're going to change it. From now on, mum doesn't make your lunch, dad doesn't make your lunch, you make your lunch. And if you make your lunch every day of the week, you get a $2 to spend at the tuck shop or you can get a lunch order or we're going to put a Freddy frog in your lunchbox. Like give them some kind of incentive and also don't be too controlling because I think if it's like, well, you can make your lunch, but it has to be this, this, this and this and they've got no control over it, they're going to resent it pretty quickly. So I think find something that they benefit from. If you want it to be that they're in charge of stripping their beds and changing the sheet. You strip the bed and wash the sheets and then just put the sheets back on the bed because it benefits them to put them back on before they go to sleep. You might do it where, um, you know, they need to clear the table at night after dinner and dessert's not available until the table's clear. I think it's really, 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 really helpful to start with those things where they see that quick benefit um, and it, it impacts on them rather than can you do the dusting and they're like, well, this is pointless and why do I have to do this and it doesn't make any difference to life and nobody cares, mum, if the house isn't dusted. But when it comes to their lunches, actually they care. When it comes to dessert, they care. When it comes to sleeping in a comfortable bed, they care. So that is my numero uno advice. What about you, Kirst? I think one of the things that I've seen recently with families um, is the laundry it's really easy to outsource the putting away of laundry to your children. Mm. They, particularly when they're over the ages of three and they know where everything lives in their drawers. Um, And it might take lowering your standards like Amy spoke about earlier. Um, It may, or it may take training them. You know, if you don't want to, 
you know, if you're very particular about how it's folded, train your children on how to fold it like you and just keep knowing that, know that it, it takes an investment of, of your time. We've got a brilliant, brilliant podcast that some of you may have skipped over because you don't feel it's relevant to you and it's called Homeschooling. And Episode 73. Thank you, <laughs> Rain Man. Um, <laughs> it is brilliant to listen to regardless of your views on homeschooling. If you're like me and can never imagine doing that, it's fine. Just listen to it. It has got the most brilliant wisdom in it around training your children how to do chores. So highly, yeah. highly, highly recommend listening to it. Um, and so, yeah, I think that one easy way and what I think the laundry cycle, not necessarily getting brilliant. to do the laundry, but putting away their own clothes, it will, it's teaching them a great skill and it will save you time in your day um and I think also just around taking the opportunity of the school holidays to just sit and teach them a skill so if it's like Amy and teaching your children how to take charge of all the laundry do that or if you want you decide you know your kids are big enough to be cooking a meal one meal a week then teach them how to cook Mm. that one meal maybe you start teaching them how to cook spaghetti this school holidays or maybe one learns to do spaghetti and the other one learns how to make taco sauce so you know whatever I think that there's so many things jobs that you do around the home that yes they may do it slower they may not do it as well as you but if everybody pitches in then the house is so much easier to keep clean and keep tidy and maybe one of the things that you might want to work on this school holidays or this season is just to get your kids to put things back in their homes and actually maybe it's just to see that there's things (laughs) like maybe (laughs) they're clutter blind that's a real thing it's not something that we've made up it's particularly related to ADHD if your children have got ADHD or if you as an adult have ADHD or your partner has ADHD clutter blindness is a real thing and then it's also a learned thing (laughs) Yeah, and it can be unlearned and tools to help you manage it. Yes. And so maybe it's, I know in our house, how we've taught our kids to do it is to teach them not to step over anything. If you need to step over something, it needs to be picked up. Yeah, it's out of place. Yeah. So noticing when things are out of place is, and no, and just teaching your kids, and maybe it's about teaching yourself too, is to not walk out of a room without seeing if there's something that needs to belongs in another room see it and pick it up and take it to that room particularly if it's in the direction that you're going so you know if there's something in my kitchen and I'm going to my bathroom then I look around to see if there's something in there that I need to take to my bedroom because it's I have to walk through my bedroom so I may as well take something that belongs there um so I I think no that was a very long answer I know I said laundry but I also think tidying up and that will save you hours, hours of your time potentially is if they're tidying up and you don't have to do the big tidy before the, the cleaners come that, this week. I really love the laundry one, Kirst, because that's a blockage that we see in so many homes. Mm-hmm. Laundry's clean, but it's sitting in baskets piled up around the house 
getting dirty again, maybe the cat's sitting on it or it's getting dusty or someone's wiped their dirty sticky fingers on it or something like that. Or well, they've like, seen it as a laundry way? basket and they've chucked their dirty clothes on top of oh their clean clothes. Every, like I can't even tell you how many homes every we see this client. in. Yeah. I reckon really every single client, the bottleneck is the laundry. The bottleneck is putting the laundry away. It's not washing it often. No, yeah. It's, it's actually putting, putting it back away. And often the issue then is that there's not enough room in the cupboard because you've got too many clothes and you need to do a declutter, which... Mm go and listen to some of our wardrobe episodes or join our wardrobe declutter challenge, which is free and you can find it on our website. But I think if you can identify one of the biggest bottlenecks to you feeling like your home is running smoothly and engage your children in that process, gold, take nothing away from our podcast for 2021 and just nail that and it's all good. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I've got a podcast review that I thought... Um, was apt given what you just shared about ADHD. And this episode is from MKB's daughter and was left on Apple Podcasts in the US. And it's a five-star review titled ADHD Teacher, Wife, Mum and Matriarch. And she says, wow, I have found many different ways to describe my brain by listening to your podcast. I struggle and struggle and struggle and still can't get past my piles or ever totally get organised. I've been diagnosed with adult ADHD for the past 20 years and I take medication. I also became our family matriarch when I was only in my 20s. That being said, my home is an accumulation of family history. I also know for me, if something is out of sight, it's also out of mind. I'm going to bookmark this podcast and listen to it often. I'm going to share it with my colleagues and my friends. I'm in the US, so I hope I'm able to find the books and resources you suggest. I also subscribe to your podcast so that I can continue to flood my brain with tips and tricks. I love your open light atmosphere. I smile as I listen. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Wow. Thank you. I love you guys leaving reviews. Like seriously, it makes such a difference to us. Yeah, we love reading them and we love that other people find us because you've left a review. So just go to the whatever podcast app you're listening in. You should be able to find a review button. And if you can't, head over to Apple Podcasts and leave a review there or come over to our Facebook page um, and drop in there and say hello and tell us why you love listening to the podcast. And Amy, have have we got a... Yes. Uh, you tell me. You know what okay. I'm talking about. You so this week, mind. it is your turn to leave a review for our podcast. If right now you are wearing a watch on your left hand, <laughs> you are wearing a watch on your left hand, today is the day for you to leave a review for our podcast. What we found is when we just said, hey, everybody, leave a review, we might get a couple of reviews a month. But since we've moved to helping you remove the boundary of, Oh, I don't know if I can be bothered. We're just giving you a really specific thing. And if that applies to you, that's your week to leave a review. And if it applies to you this week and then it applies to you in four weeks' time, you can leave a second review. So if you wear your watch on your left hand, stop right now, open up Apple Podcasts, leave us a review or leave it on our Facebook page. And um, we appreciate you, left-hand watch wearers. Actually, we appreciate all of you. And we will be back next week. We can't wait to be in your ears. If you've got time this week and you want to scroll back through our back catalogue, there's some really great episodes on kids. As we said, the kids training episode. Go and listen to that one. 
Have a great week, peeps. Bye. Bye. Thanks for joining us. If you've learned something awesome today, we'd love you to leave us a review on iTunes or Facebook so others can find our podcast too. Don't forget you can see the show notes in your podcast app or over at our website, artofdecluttering.com.au. So if there's anything you want more info on, check it out there. If you'd like to join our supporter community, you can do so over at patreon.com slash decluttering. We hope you have a great rest of your day and enjoy the freedom. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.